Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. Is the mic in the right place? Uh, it is now. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, we're here for what, Ray? For what purpose do we gather? Today, we are gathering for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. To get through this thing called life. Right. Electric word, life, and that's a mighty long time. To quote the late great prince. Yeah, I don't remember if that was the right words or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. If you sing them. It, if you sing them? If you sing them, it would probably not matter. But if you're just going to say the lyrics. It matters more? I, I would think so. I think at this point in time, neither really matters. Okay. Electric word, life. See, that's what I think it says. And that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you. Right. Right. You remember all that part? I do. Mm. Yeah. Doctor, everything be all right. I don't know what any of these words mean. Yeah, I could probably tell you what that means, but oh. then we would be going further down this <laughs> rabbit hole, and I choose to not. You reiterate that it's not important. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, no, we we really are here for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We are. And we haven't been together to do Saturday morning sales meeting in a while. I know. It's been a couple of weeks. I think it's, is it because things I, are opening back up? It is. And I'll tell you, the only reason we are here to do this today is because there is a winter advisory warning in Omaha where I'm supposed to be right now. Right. Uh, literally, 7 to 10 inches of snow, winter storm warning until 3 a.m. on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Yeah, so today's Monday, the 25th. Yeah. Oh, and the weather forecast for tomorrow? Yeah. Three. <laughs> Do you remember planes, trains, and automobiles when they're riding? I think they're in the back of that pickup truck. And Steve Martin says, how cold do you think it is anyway? Yeah. And he goes, two. <laughs> two. John Candy says, two. <laughs> That reminds me, I got a... I think they may have been in Nebraska. Right. I have a buddy of mine. He went to uh, school up in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. And he and a bunch of guys rented a house. Yeah. It was a big house. Okay. And each one of the guys had their own room except him. He had the living room where he slept on the couch. Okay. Because he had the least money out of all the people there. <laughs> so he didn't so get a room. He didn't get a room. <laughs> he pitched in his little amount and he got the couch. <laughs> and they got Literally into Literally couch surfing. Right. And they got they they had a disagreement as to who owed what on the heating bill. Okay. So nobody would kind of come up with whatever they felt like was an unfair amount to them. Yeah. So their heat was off for a while. Oh, gosh. So each one of the people with their own room got a space heater. <laughs> but he was in the living room. And the size of heater he would have needed. <laughs> uh, he had a lot more room to heat. Right. Which is probably, you know, they said, hey, your room's the biggest. Right. You owe the largest amount. Well, whatever the case was. <laughs> And I'm talking to him on the phone one night, and uh, he he was telling me, he was like, Ray, I literally have icicles on my eyebrows. <laughs> and I'm laughing hysterically at yeah. his uh, unfortunate circumstances, of course, because that's what you do with good friends. Yeah. yeah and, uh, and while we're talking, somebody came into the house, and he asked the guy, so how cold is it outside? And the guy said, about five degrees warmer than it is in here. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought that was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. Well, I left. I had a hell of a day, Ray. I'll have to tell you about it. But 
I left this morning to go out of town for a week and put my heat on 67, thinking, well, you know, the cat has fur. Right. So it'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I came, I ended up by circumstance back at home at about 11 a.m. Right. And I decided 67 was way too cold for me. (laughs) So I'll put that baby back up to 72. Which I'm sure the cat appreciates. Right. It's like, hey, you're old. Right. I I can not shiver anymore. So, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I, I flew out. So this, I've been sick for the past couple of days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I woke up at like 2 a.m. throwing up, you know, whatever else comes with food poisoning. Won't go into detail. Yes, please. Well, I've got a 6 a.m. flight out of Chattanooga. Go sit down in Atlanta for two hours and then fly to Nebraska. So, you know, being the trooper I am, hey. I, I'm up at 2. Yep. i got to leave the house at I was going to get up at 4.30 anyway to get ready. I thought, well, I'm up. Yeah. So. Let's make this thing happen. Go over to the airport, I don't know, 5 o'clock in the morning, whatever. Get on my 6 a.m. flight. Uh, By the way, they, uh, you know, Delta is like blocking an aisle. Is it an aisle or it's a row? The row or the horizontal. The aisle is like C, all of the C's. Right, that would be a row. Yeah. The aisle is the middle part that you walk down. Yeah. 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 So uh, they're blocking every other no, row? The, no, the row is across. Like 12 is a row, and then you have A, B, C, D. Oh, right. Those are columns, maybe. Okay. Aisle. So they're blocking a seat in each row. Yes. So I get on this Chattanooga flight, and it's a little bit fuller than normal, and they have, you know, are up front about telling you we try to keep people separated but you know we sell more tickets sorry yeah so i walked down and i'm in 6a and i i noticed it like this morning and i thought man i really would rather have a aisle seat than a window, window seat yes but whatever beggars can't be choosers so I get to uh, 6A, and there's a man about 375 pounds in 6B. Ooh. He's on the window, mind you. Right. And I looked at him, and I looked at, you know, he's taking half of the other seat. Right. And I normally take half the other seat. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. I said, uh, I looked on my app. I said, I think 8A is available. So I go to 8A. And uh, a guy sits down beside me. I said, hey, uh, probably shouldn't tell you this. I'm not supposed to be sitting beside you. You're supposed to have this whole right. place to yourself. But look at my seat. Now, how do you think I'd fit in there? <laughs> so I tell the stewardess. She's like, well, I may have to move you. I don't, you know, this is a pretty full flight. I'm like, okay, let's see how it works out. Anyway, about halfway through that flight, flight, that guy puts up the middle armrest, the, the guy where I was supposed to be sitting, yes. and he's sitting on both seats. And I thought, <laughs> man, isn't this that perfect example? Right. You know, you're supposed to buy two seats. Anyway, we made it to Atlanta. Very good. And uh, right as I'm sitting, you know, I got a two-hour and, time. And we're talking about a, a literal 20-minute flight. Right. Yeah, right. so I mean, it wasn't a big deal. But, you know, you're sitting on the tarmac for 20 minutes. Right, right. Then you got a taxi to the gate for yeah. 20 minutes. So, you know, you're on you that plane about your turn to get out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, get to Atlanta. Yeah. 7 a.m. Uh, go to the Sky Club. I'm having me a little ham and cheese burrito they have there now, individually nice. wrapped. Okay. 
a little pint of milk. Yeah. And I get a ding on my phone, and it says, uh, your flight, there's a weather advisory, (laughs) and, you know, it could be inclement weather at your destination. Would you like to keep your plans or change them or cancel this flight altogether? Well, it was tempting to just want to cancel that flight altogether, but I said, let's change it. So I go down to the Sky Club lady, and I'm like, uh, you know, where you come in. Yeah. Right there, they check your boarding pass. And I said, look, I just got this, you know, advisor. This alert. Yeah, I'm like, and when I get to Omaha, I, I'm not even there yet. I, I got to drive two hours going 80 miles an hour. Yeah, I, well, you, I, we don't know if you're going to go 80 miles an yeah. hour in a winter, winter weather advisor. So, listen to this. Winter storm warning, 7 to 10 inches. You're going 30, and, max. And you've lived most of your life in Tennessee. Yes. I mean, other than your I've travels. I've seen a few inches of snow, but. but yeah, not 8 to 10. Right. <laughs> And not have, you know, a two hour. That's like here to Nashville. You're not the annual snow driver. Jeez. At 30, it would have taken me five hours to get to my dealership I'm supposed to go to. Yeah. So well, anyway. longer had you slidden off the road. Amen. And, and, and whether that's two. <laughs> yes. We tell you, I'm not built for that. I've heard, I've seen the movies, Ray. People die in that stuff. Uh, you got to have a can of beans or something in there or with something. you. Something. Yeah. Jeez, a blanket, an old uh, tarp or something. Yeah. Maybe or, a space blanket. One of those space blankets, right? It, it yeah. traps the heat. So, as I'm sitting there talking to the Sky Club lady, and she's going, Well, I mean, as far as I can tell, your flight's going. If you want to get on this flight, and I'm like, I'm Not really. Yeah. Well, so as the more we talk about it, you know, she's like, well, you know what? Actually, your plane boarded 10 minutes ago. I don't think you're going to make that one now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, then let's take that off the table. Anyway. I think you made a good decision, John. It was, uh, yeah. Now that it's, it's already been yeah. made and there's nothing else you can do, I want to say, yeah, that was mm. the right thing to do. Oh, my goodness. So, all right. Well, yeah. Certainly going on? travels, uh, things that are... That accompany when you travel for a living. Other than that, it was a nice trip to Nebraska yeah. for two weeks. All right. Well, I was in uh, Atlanta last week. Yeah. How'd that go? Good. No snow. A bunch of green peas. Nice, clean, clear driving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, comfortable weather. Little rain. Nothing, uh, nothing like, to hinder like, my progress in getting where I needed to be. It's like 75 on the Gulf Coast right now. Yeah. They're having a heat wave down there. I tell you what, right now, yeah, I was so I was doing um, new hires, uh, hiring training, mm-hmm. and uh, there are a lot of good prospects out there right now. Looking for work? Looking for work. I mean, uh, most of them came from either the hotel industry, okay. which is lost a lot of their people, right, right. due to just inability to Less provide travelers. the services that yeah. they had provided, nor the uh, regular use by traveling. I was at a Hampton a couple okay. weeks ago, and uh, the, when I check in, they say, so, you know, we kind of have limited housekeeping right now. We're not really doing it every day, but if you want to request housekeeping... I was there like Sunday through Friday. I said, "Yeah, sure. Let's you know, let's call it Wednesday or something." Right. So they put me down for housekeeping Wednesday, but that was it. Wow. So I, I mean, 
which goes to your point, they probably have limited staff. Right. So it was has put a lot of people, and these are quality people, and also from the restaurant industry. Right. Quite a few who have that sales mentality, who are very good with people, who enjoy engaging with people, and good candidates. You know? and, uh, and, and the car business is booming. And the car business is doing okay. Right? I mean, it's, that's... What you heard this this dealer I was at in Nebraska, they I mean the hell they're two hours from anywhere right. in Nebraska, <laughs> uh, but they sold they were on track to sell like one sixty, I believe this past Friday they were at uh, like one twenty out for the month already yeah, and uh, hell they probably don't have three hundred cars on the lot wow. Yeah, that's that's one of the issues, though, in the industry is the availability of inventory. Weren't you telling me a story about someone? uh, Just the the dealership I was at, they had just remodeled. Actually, they moved into their brand new multi-million dollar facility uh, July 1. Right. Just finished their parking lot, which used to be their facility. Right, that they've tore down their old facility, and Paved now it's it. a beautiful parking lot. And they okay. already had a, a kind of a triple deck uh, parking area in the back. There's a song about that. Oh, they, well, they, was, they tear something down and put up a parking lot. Right, you know that one. Right, yeah, I do. Who does that? Is that uh, Billy? I think it's been redone as many times as as any song has ever been redone. But uh, we digress. Does, is it that girl that does a fancy car or whatever? I know. It's a song about a fancy car. I know car. A- Amy Grant does one of the versions. Oh, I'm talking about Tracy uh, Chapman, maybe. Yeah, I know. Fast she, car. Yeah, this is not a Tracy Chapman song. However. They paved paradise and put up a parking uh, lot. Getting back to Sean my story, Mendes. John. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't do this to you, right? I mean, you went through that whole long story about the fat guy in the seat and the, you know, Inter- interchange between you and the flight attendant and <laughs> what you had for breakfast. Never once did I bring up a song or a movie, you know, quote, anything. I let you complete your whole thing. But here I just get started and we're, you're Googling Tracy Chapman, aren't you? What? Uh, oh, I got a ding over here. Hold oh, on. God. Joni Mitchell, Big Yellow Taxi. Okay. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Yep. What about that, Ray? Did you know? And then Counting Crows redid it. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Some band called Garden of Allah. I told you it's been redone many, many times. That's what All I right. Know. Anyway, we can move on from that now that we know who did it. It wasn't Tracy <laughs> Chapman. It was Joni Mitchell. But, yeah, so because they're paving Paradise and putting up their new parking lot, they have a lot of space. So now, within the last 30 days, they have just opened back up all of their parking capability. And because they've built a new building, they had an extra allotment of vehicles that they ordered in line with. No, this is actually a Honda dealer. Okay, Honda. So Honda sends them a bunch of extra. So, yeah, if you're going to spend all this money in updating your facilities, we're going to give you extra allotment to reward you for your investment. Right, okay. Um, So now, 
in in the meantime, so they get all these extra cars. Now they have this brand new parking facility in order to bring all those cars because they've been scattered all over the Atlanta area. And then this is smack in the middle of COVID when production is shut and down. And now they have huge inventory. When no one else When does. nobody else can get inventory, yeah. So, I mean, this whole thing really worked out to their advantage. So now they're trying to increase their sales force to meet the ability to sell all this extra inventory that nobody else has. Cool. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're in the catbird seat. With, uh, trading them. What's that? They're very liberal. They're very friendly with trading them. Actually, in talking to their GSM, they're... <laughs> they're holding on to those yeah, puppies. Yeah, they're, they're not one of those dealers that, oh, sure, we'll swap with you. What do you need? You know, I think they're those who readily and regularly are open to the proverbial dealer trade right. and they're those who aren't and, oh, and not saying that they're completely against it but they lean toward the not rather than the i mean if you're going to swap with them you better be giving them something that they really right, want right and so now they're hiring people and they have chosen you to train those green peas absolutely again fantastic I've, oh you've been, been there, there yeah Quite a few times. Good team there. Solid dealership. And, uh, yeah, in fact, last time I was there, two of the guys I trained, one uh, was leading the board this month. Heck, yeah. So his third month in the in the industry. Right. Came out of vacuum sales. <laughs> and now if he can sell a vacuum, he can sell a hot. Amen. And he's leading the board. And another guy was there. They give a bonus for the top salesperson in used yeah. and the top salesperson in new and then the overall top salesperson. Okay. And he was the top used salesperson for the dealership last month and got that bonus. And these are all people you have trained. I trained, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Again, second that was his second month in the business. And this guy, you know, leading the board this month now progressively moving into his third month in the business and yeah he's leading the board so did, did you find any superstars in this bunch yeah yeah a couple of good ones yeah. a guy who's already really picked up on uh spending his time in listening to trainers and podcasts uh you know he's very interested in furthering his knowledge yeah, beyond he's... the two-day green pea here's the car industry <laughs> right. sales presentation well it takes that i mean you can any toddler can sell a car ray <laughs> i've heard that john but if you want to lead the board it, it is good for a month a toddler can sell for a month to quote the infamous john higgins a four-year-old Oh goodness! Yeah. So uh, yeah. So our topic for the day is related to this. Yeah, kind of. It's what, what what can people do to further their career in the industry, right? If you're not content, yeah, I, I enjoy selling cars. It's been successful for me. I've been doing that for a while. But you know what? I want to move up. Yeah. What do they need to do An to ambition. move? Yeah, in well, fact, if the car business doesn't drive that ambition out of you, <laughs> then I guess it's there to stay. <laughs> yes. Well, so, in, and it goes to a, a post from uh, Jamie Morris that I saw on LinkedIn. Okay. And she was asking just generally to all of the people who are following her. She's been, she kind of lays out her history in the car business from age 17 and tech school 
through service department, over into management, customer experience manager, back into a service department. And she's saying, hey, what, what do I need to do? Please give me your best advice as to furthering and advancing my my career in this industry. Because yeah, this I is the industry she wants to stay. Would like to know the answer to that question. Absolutely. So let's give well, it to him, John. Well, I think it's it it's what that kid did that you've been training. Right. Is, you know, seek out seek out on your own ways to be better at your job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, sure, you would hope that your employer would provide some training and some, you know, betterment of your own skills. Yeah. But it's not ultimately their responsibility to do that. Right. Well, and the problem is it's really nobody's specific job. Right. In most dealerships, I guess, you know, the the much larger dealer groups yeah. or, you know, the ones doing 600 units a month, they may have somebody who's responsible just for training, mm-hmm. kind of like that GM of that small little dealership that he, he partnered in who had been the general manager of a larger dealership. And he said, you know, being the general manager of a large, I think they were doing like 600 units a month, down to a dealership doing... 70 or 80 units a month, small little dealership. Yeah. And uh, he said, man, running that big dealership, God, that was so much easier than running this small dealership because you had people to do things. He, he said, yeah, if I needed something done as the general manager, it was somebody's job to do it. <laughs> right. So I called the guy or the girl whose job it was to take care of that issue and it would get taken care of. He said, here, Everything is nobody's job and everybody's job. Yeah. So I'm calling, hey, can you do this? Well, I'm doing this and I still have to do this, but yeah, I guess I can get to it. Oh, never mind. It goes to the next one, same scenario, on and on and on. He's like, God, you know, I mean, I need people whose job it is to do the things I need them to do. However, it's just not possible in that small dealership environment. That's one thing my father would say about how you progress up the ladder and all of that is that who, whatever your role is, you have a boss, right? Right. Let's make sure your boss gets everything they need. Right. You know? Yeah. Case in point, you know, this guy needs some things done. He needs somebody to order cars. He needs somebody to make sure that the detail shop's running smoothly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let me do that for you. Right. Raise your hand. You see an opportunity to further assist the dealership that you're in or the business in general. Be the be the person to say, you know what, I'm willing to take on that extra opportunity. Now, then the question comes in, when do you ask for the money? Yeah. (laughs) Right. I'll do it. And then it'll only cost you another 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's kind of like that comedian. Have you ever heard the comedian? Uh, I can't even think of her name. Uh, but she talks Howie about Mandel. Yeah, her name is Howie Mandel. That's it. No, maybe, she talks about oh, maybe going. It's Barbara Mandel. Yeah, I should have known better than to pose that general question to the audience because you're going to pipe in with 15 things that are completely irrelevant <laughs> and then go off on a tangent on one of them. And next thing you know, you're Googling <laughs> Howie Mandel, right? But comedians. She she talks about uh, going to a nail salon. Okay. Right. And uh, and the technician in this scenario that she's presenting in this comedy routine is uh, you know I don't know Filipino. And the girl saying to her, you know, oh you you're so pretty, you you 
You you should put the uh, extra gel over your nails. You're so pretty. You need boyfriend. I help you get boyfriend. We'll put the extra gel on. It's nice. No worries. It's only five more dollar. <laughs> and oh, you only you should five more dollar. you should do this. It'd be very nice. Get your extra boyfriend. Get your boyfriend. It'd be nice. It's only ten more dollar. <laughs> Everything was oh, just a little bit more. It's okay. It's, it's okay. More. Do it. Do it. That's how you ask, maybe. No, that's not how you ask. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's one. I think it's it taking on that additional responsibility, making yourself more valuable, and learning more about the things that need to be done around the dealership, right? Yeah, or yeah, or your job. Or it doesn't matter what your job is. You know, trying to take on more responsibility. Second, and I think as important, if not more important, is letting those people in power over you, knowing your know your desire to move up. Yeah. Hey, asking them, right? What's it take to move up in this dealership? I, I thought you were going to say it's to volunteer for those things and find those opportunities to solve a problem. Right. And then let people know what you're doing to solve those problems. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think that is a, a valid point right there. I mean, there. you know, we take pride in being humble people. Right. But I think that can be your downfall in some ways. Amen. I have learned that the hard way. Right. Yeah. What did your your dad or somebody told you? Maybe one of your old bosses. No, told right. You? It was uh, I was the executive director for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. Met with the the chairman you of the board. Story it's a board run organization. Met yeah. with the chairman of the board, and you know we're just talking about you know kind of what has what things we've accomplished. I think we met quarterly and just talking about what we. Yeah. Got done, and I started going through all the different things that we had accomplished in that quarter. Yeah. And some tremendous things, right? We increased the number of houses we were building, and and we, had, you know, started a capital campaign, and all these different things that we had done. And you know, I'm sitting there thinking I'm going to get a pat on the back. Hey, man, that's awesome! What a great job! And he said, "Well, he goes, I I didn't know about any of that stuff." Yeah. And I said, "Well, yeah. I mean, I've been busy doing it." And he goes, "Well, he goes, well, what the hell are you thinking?" He goes, if I don't know, that means nobody else on the board knows. And I said, well, yeah, okay, I get your point. And he said, no, Ray, you don't get my point. My point is, you know, you have to understand that part of your job is letting people know the good things you're doing. Because if you don't let them know, they're not going to know, and they're never going to know. And you are failing at your job, even if you're being successful, if you are not sharing that information with the group. Right. Everybody needs to be aware that you're doing all these things. And really kind of was a wake up call for me that, yeah, he, I mean, his point was, if you're not sharing your success, trust me, nobody else is going to worry about sharing your success. And instead of it being a uh, a brag or whatever, right. it's a responsibility yes. that you have to, right. to share what this department is doing. Or, yeah. Yeah. What your team is doing. Right. Uh, yeah, I, we've had a lot of those meetings. You know, when we were going out doing the sales and service and BDC work, is you know we would be in those morning manager meetings with people from service and sales and BDC, and yeah, we would have to pipe up and say, well, you know, Julie over here, she had a great day yesterday in her department, right? And you know, here's what they accomplished. Yeah. And it's amazing those things resonate because later you'd be in a meeting and now the general manager is sharing dealership wide or within a group of managers and going, hey, let me tell you about, you know, your department, Julie, that was fantastic what I heard about her. But had it not been shared, 
then that that would and now is even changed that GM's mentality on this is a high performer. This is one of my A players. This is a, a somebody who I should keep an eye on. Right? They're doing good work. I mean, we hear all the negatives, and it it instills that that mentality. Right? We only view everything through the prism that we're given. So yeah, it's it's important to to share your success. Right? I completed this. Even if it's just once it's completed, shoot out an email to your boss and you know tag whoever you want. Hey, just want to let you know that project you gave me got to complete. Here were the results. You know, FYI, not a look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, it can be a kudos to your team as well. You know, if you're a sales manager, service director, BDC manager, right? Send this out and say. You know, one of my team members accomplished this great, you know, broke a record today, or like you're saying about these new guys, these, you know, top guys. Hey, just wanted to bring up the fact that on our, in our used car department, this guy's been here two months and he's salesman of the month in the used cars now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what does that say? It's kind of a humble brag because, you know, if you're his manager, (laughs) you helped cultivate that. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) But but you're also giving credit to someone on your team. To someone on your team, which certainly shows your your true leadership capabilities. Amen. Well, what else should we cover here, Ray? Well, um, I, I think another thing is, especially when you're you're first getting started. I, I I don't remember it was one of the books I've read recently. Uh, I think it was Never Split the Difference. But uh, with Chris Voss, I know I bring that one up all the time, John. I saw the the look on your face. I like that book, man. I mean, a lot of nuggets of wisdom in there. But him talking about one of the people that he had worked with and and one of the things he recommends when you're getting a new job is to ask the person who's hiring you, what does success look like here, Right. right? What is it going to take for me to truly be successful and move up through this organization and he says it does two things. One, it puts in the mind that of the person that is interviewing you, hey, this is a guy who or a woman who really wants to to excel and move up through the ranks. But I think secondly, it also gets them to become invested in your success. Yeah, right. They, they kind hey, of have a responsibility now to share. I really trust you. Right. I mean, he even gives the example of uh, somebody who says it's not just I'm not accepting the position from the organization. I'm accepting it from you. Yeah. And I'm going to need your help in being the best I can be. I'll do and perform the responsibilities I'm given as you direct. But you help me determine how am I going to be successful in this and get them on your team. Yeah. Right. They are now vested in in your growth and success in the in the organization. I love it. So to recap, I think it's uh, do a little self training. Right. You know, be invested in your own success. Yes. Uh, be willing to toot your own horn a little bit. Yep. Maybe not. Don't be obnoxious about it. No. But, but don't be timid about yeah. you know volunteering. And, be selective. Yeah. And then the other thing is, yeah, find opportunities to solve problems for people. Yeah. You know, become known as that guy that, uh, uh, you know, is a team player and helps others out to achieve their goals. Right. If I'm on a team with four other people and three of them are always doing their own thing and complaining and one of them saying, hey, John, how's your project going? Can I help you with that? Yeah. Let me go pull that car around for you. 
<laughs> well, that's going to be, if I'm promoted, you're damn right. I'm going to pick that guy to be my right-hand man. Right. right? He's getting the house cheese. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but and, and that becomes a little bit of a crapshoot, though. What's that? Right. That you become, uh, I don't know, ingratiated to somebody you're kind of hoping that they are going to rise to the next level. Well, I don't think you, you, you do picked the nothing. wrong horse. <laughs> you're not necessarily going to win the derby. Well, I think you do that for everyone. You don't pick right. right. Uh, you know, they, they, you have seen in dealerships there becomes a you know, supporter of this guy or a supporter of this guy right, you know, right. kind of thing. So if you're seen as, you know, picking the wrong horse, Sometimes right. it can be as detrimental as picking the right one can be advantageous. Well, hey, just be helpful. Right. Just be helpful to your, your teammates and, and especially to your managers. Yes. Your boss. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, that one last one you just said was... Uh, was uh, ask them for advice. Yeah, what does success look like? Yeah, and let them know I'm interested in moving up when there's an opportunity. Yeah. I so. Like yeah, help me determine what I can do to position myself to be most likely to at least be considered for that next opportunity. Ray, we had a tenfold increase in listenership this week versus last week. Jeez, and we haven't even released. Maybe we should just sit and release. <laughs> what, what happened? We had a huge spike last week. Oh, like, my new hires. Oh. I, I, for, I forced that. I said, yeah. Listen, you mentioned it to the dealership. You, you huh? need to listen to the Saturday morning sales meeting or just pack your bags now. <laughs> if anything you want to know about the car business, it's in there. It's in there. There's 112 of them out there. And I'll be watching to see which one of you actually do it and which ones don't. No, I didn't do that. Uh, no, good stuff, man. People liked uh, managing people you don't like. That was a very highly listened to okay. episode. Nice. Um, but there must be a lot of managers out there that have people in their <laughs> they team they don't like. <laughs> like, oh, let me pick through these 110. Yeah, I'll take or this one. A lot of people being managed by people who they know don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I, have you ever noticed that people are more likely to listen to something that they think somebody else could be benefiting from rather than necessarily themselves? You know, oh, so and so needs to hear this. Yeah. Let right. me listen so I can tell him right away right he's an idiot, or or see if it's going to tell him what I need to tell him. But I don't feel like I am in a position yeah. to. I can just say, "Hey, have you ever listened to this?" <laughs> Maybe that's why it was the most listened to. Yeah, the people are forwarding it to people their bosses. Are, yeah, hey, this is a really cool podcast. You should listen to this one. <laughs> great, great. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. Hopefully yes. we can edit this and get it released in a timely fashion. And uh, next week, I uh, am working from home. So yeah. if I have to come down, we can do uh, some too. Yeah. Working remotely for the yes. entire week. Well, let's do it, man. Let's Sounds good. Happen. All right. Well, we do appreciate everybody listening, and we hope you'll listen again.
If you would like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.